Hey friends, welcome to the Life with Chris and Tatum podcast, where each week we'll talk about practical and relevant topics to help you live a life of freedom and purpose. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, please visit lifefellowship.tv. And now let's tune in with Chris and Tatum. Hey, hey, this is Life with Chris and Tatum. We are so glad you're listening today. We are the pastors of Life Fellowship Church in McKinney, Texas. And we wanted to just give a shout out to all of you that have subscribed or rated, reviewed our podcast. Thanks so much for just following along, journeying with us every week. We release a new podcast every single Wednesday So um, if you are sharing this on social media, um, thanks so much. We just wanted to um, tell you that it means a lot to us. It's an honor uh, that we are able to speak into your lives. And thanks for inviting other people to um, be a part of our Life Fellowship community. So today, we are going to talk about something that I get asked quite often about. Yes. And that's all about creativity. So one of the things that we have done throughout ministry is we've done a lot of creative thinking. And some of that creativity has garnered the respect of the uh, uh, local media, national media. Um, And I want to talk about how to brighten the bulb of creativity. And I think that we're going to all learn something. So whether you are you know, whether you're a mom raising children, whether you are a young adult, um, wh- whether you're in business, whether you're in ministry, it doesn't, or, every one of us, I believe, I don't think every one of us were born creative, but you can be creative. You can learn it, right? Yeah. The first attribute that we find about God in scripture is that he was creative. It says, in the beginning, God created. created. Yes. So the first thing we find out about, and you and I are made in the same image and likeness as of God. And so I want to just start off by just asking a question. Are you a 40-watt bulb, 60-watt bulb, maybe a 150-watt bulb? Are you a nightlight? (laughs) (laughs) When it comes to creativity. Yeah. And if you're a nightlight, by the time we're done with this lesson... You are lighting up the hallway, man. Oh, you're (laughs) going You're going to be a spotlight. You're going to be shining bright. Now, this is good. Listen, everyone has different levels of creativity, but I truly believe that it is really a skill that you can learn how to develop and that even some of the most unimaginative people can learn how to be creative. Yeah, just how to think outside of the box. So here's what I've discovered is that it's that creative people today in the world are some of the most successful people. It's true. Ingenuity. Is that the word I'm thinking of? When you like think of things in a new way to to do them? When you have ingenuity? Yes. Creativity. Those are the people you want surrounding you in the workplace or in school. That's who we want you to become. Groups. That's who God wants you to become. The Bible says in Proverbs 8, 12. Go ahead, hon. It says, I wisdom dwell with prudence. And find out knowledge of witty inventions. See, God is the creator of creativity. So um, to be creative, we've got to find things that are not working and 
fix it. So the definition of insanity is doing the same thing again and again, expecting different results. Yeah. And if something isn't working, we can't expect to keep doing it the same way and get a different result. We got to creatively do it a different way. And that's who God is. And that's who God wants us to be. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ask or think, according to the power that works in us. And we've got to get into God's realm of supernatural thinking. In fact, one of the things that uh, I remember years ago that really inspired me, it was a story that came out of a restaurant. And I'm going to share with you the name of this restaurant soon. But uh, there was a guy, he was working there, mm -hmm. and he he had this idea. He was uh, a cashier. Okay. So he went to his manager. So I'll just give the restaurant. He was working at a McDonald's. Yes. So went to his manager and said, I've got an idea. And he shared the idea with his uh, manager and said, I think if we did this, it would... Raise the roof on our sales. I mean, it's going to be really cool. Nobody's doing this. I've never heard about this. What was it? The manager looked at it. Well, I'm not saying it just yet. Because okay. the manager looked at him and said, man, that is the most ridiculous, stupid idea that I've ever heard. No, we're not doing that. Well, this cashier thought, man, this is an idea that we need to incorporate. I I'm promise you that it's going to work. Yeah. So one day, a like a regional manager was in the store at this McDonald's. And so he pitched the idea to the regional manager. And he said, I promise you that if you'll do this, it's going gonna, it's gonna catch, to catch on like wildfire. And so the regional manager said, all right, we'll talk. We'll try it. We'll test this idea out in one store. What was it? Tell and us. the idea was, hey, let's blow a hole in the back of the kitchen and serve cars while they come through and we can feed them. We can, we can, uh, while they drive while through. While they drive through. The drive-through window. The drive-through window. This is the guy's genius idea, really. The manager, the first manager, told him nobody wants to drive through uh, in their car to get food. Everybody wants to come inside the restaurant <laughs> to eat. That's the most ridiculous idea that I've ever heard of. Wow. This district manager said, "Let's give it a shot," mm -hmm. and now the rest is history. In fact, it none of us would have been eating any kind of restaurant food had it not been for that during the COVID season. Yeah, and I bet they do more of their sales. If not more, at least. Okay, before COVID, I, I went and looked and saw this. They do about 65% of all of their business. Now Where? Through drive? the drive through window. Oh, wow. Yeah, I believe it. Those lines so, are long. Now, now, watch this. McDonald's didn't change their menu, but they changed the way that they distributed their product. And so that's what we're going to do here. So, I want to help us to brighten the bulb of creativity. Here's the first thing that you're going to need to do, and that's this. Believe that everything you do can get better. I knew you were going to sing it with that. So if you're going to be creative, you've got to be willing to have fresh ideas. And one of the big problems I've seen people get into is they get into a rut, and they believe that they can't get better. And the Bible says completely the antithesis of that. Philippians 3.13 says, not that I've already attained or that I'm already perfected, but I press on. I'm not satisfied with where I'm at. I believe that I can do this better. Yep. I mean, even the, the, the great apostle Paul said, I'm not there yet. I don't know it all. Did you know that at the turn of the century, 
There were proposals made to close the United States Patent Office because no way everything has already been invented. Incredible, right? People actually wanted to shut it down at the turn of the century, at, at in the year nineteen hundred. Listen. I think some of this comes back to believing that everything can be done better, like actually getting ourselves to believe it in some ways can be an issue of pride. Like if we think I already know how to do what I'm doing, like I'm this way works. Like you said, getting into a rut, it's, it's like prideful thinking. Like what I do is working and there's not another way to do it. But when we humble ourselves and see there are other ways. And There's yes, your your way may be working, but there can be more effective ways to do, just fill in the blank, to help teach my kids this, to help create this habit in my life, to do my job at a better, at a faster rate, at a, at a better way, whatever it is. There is always a better way. And so the, the willingness to see that as, yeah, maybe great, maybe I'm doing well, maybe I'm not, but there is still always a better way to approach the situation that we're I. In, I a creative agree way. with you even yeah. more. And I think COVID has required- Forced us in many ways. To think of a better way yeah. to do Creative things. ways to, to do be everything. way outside think the box. Think about all the things we've had to learn creatively how to do ministry mm -hmm. in the midst of COVID. And if you don't, if you think that you are, man, it's just the best, I'm telling you, people are going to blaze right by you. Yeah. We have to be we willing to humble. can't be the blockbusters humble. and the man. Sears- and the J.C. Pennies, mm -hmm. we've got to learn to adapt. Change with the times. Everything you do, hey, listen to me, everyone. Everything you do can get better. Everything I do, I can get better. Yeah, we can. Our team, our church, how we do life, how we parent, uh, our marriage, it can always get better. And God's the one that says, I want to do exceedingly and abundantly above all you could ever ask or think. And the God that we serve is the most creative being in any, ever. Ever. He is the creator. Yeah. So check this out. We've got to realize how much God has gifted us. So think about the human brain. It weighs three pounds. It's a collection of a hundred billion nerve cells. Hmm. It's estimated that the brain can store more facts, impressions, and information than are contained in the entire nine million volumes of the Library of Congress. No way. Wow. Everybody, you've got abilities that you never knew you had. That's incredible thinking of it like that. In other words, you can get better. Don't believe the myth that you've got to stay who you uh, you got to stay in the rut where you're at. Amen. Okay. So here's the second thing about how to brighten the bulb of creativity. You're going to need to be resourceful, curious, and ask questions. What, is, what does there's James a, say? Yeah, there's a verse in James 4 2. It says, You have not because you ask not. And I think oftentimes we don't even ask the right questions, which is why we're not getting the results that we want. So it, for instance, in ministry, a lot of times churches don't have things that they, that they need because they don't ask for them. Everybody, let's ask God. Let, let's, let's ask others that are all around. In fact, here's the way that we say it around here, turn don'ts into questions. Mm -hmm. People say, well, I don't have the money. 
Well, turn it around. Say, how can we raise the money? Yeah. Well, we don't have the people. Well, how can we attract the people? We don't have the facilities. Well, how can we acquire the facilities? Well, we don't have the ability. Well, how can we develop the ability? We've got to learn to be resourceful. That's so good. In fact, y'all listen to this. We're in the season of basketball right now. Tatum, Tatum read this, uh, this little illustration. Let me read it. In 1991, a group of investors came up with an incredible idea after the NCAA championship game was played in Indianapolis. So here's what they did. They invested $65,000 to purchase the floor on which the games were played. So they cut the brand new court into 22,000 pieces. They sold these six by five pieces to 22,000 fans as souvenirs for $24.95 each, $24. This creativity turned their $65,000 investment into $548,900 in less than one week. Holy cow. Isn't that great? That's really cool. I never knew of it. I've heard of people buying the courts, but they cut it into pieces and sold it to 22,000 people for souvenirs. Create. There's creative ways to do yeah. everything. Can we cut some of the dirt in our backyard and sell it? <laughs> To build the next part it of the legacy. It amazes me what people do. Like, <laughs> That's uh, crazy. You and I will watch little videos of people that are walking down in Rome. They're just walking through the streets with a camera. Oh, yeah. On YouTube, they like have these cool videos. videos. And they're making money off They make that. money off of videoing there's, there's, beautiful countryside. There's videos of kids opening up and playing with their toys. All of you parents listening know because your kids want to watch these videos. My kids are babysitting your kids now, so I hear about it. Literally, there are famous YouTube pe people and children who all they do is sit and play with a toy or open a toy, and millions of kids just watch them playing, and then they make millions of dollars off of people watching them play. There, there, How crazy. There are more opportunities in front of us today than have ever yeah. been. We got to get our creative juices flowing here because there's a lot to be done. You have to be resourceful with what you have. So a lot of times what you just see as, uh, that's just normal. Somebody else goes, ah, Potential. I can monetize that. Yeah. I can use that. We can, we, we, instead of asking the question of we don't, mm -hmm. we, we, we can't do this, mm -hmm. start asking the question, how can yeah. we do this? How things? can we? Studies have shown that 2% of adults are truly creative. 10% of 17-year-olds are truly creative. Are you ready for this? 90% of five-year-olds are creative. That's where we're missing it, honey. And here's why, okay? The average four-year-old asks 437 questions a day. Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do. On average, a 15-year-old, by the time that they're 15 years of age, they have asked a half a million questions. And all the parents said, amen. But when we get to become adults, yeah, we, we stop asking, asking questions. We, we stop being curious. We stop pushing the limits. We stop saying, how can this get better? Help me understand yeah. this. How can I be more resourceful with what, what God has entrusted into my hands? 90% of five-year-olds are creative. That's 90%. true. Wow. We so need the to way that the five -year -olds. I say is, they don't know that they can't, Yeah. so they can. Yeah. Or so they try. <laughs> then you end up in the ER. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, that 
but they're trying. Wow. Okay, so how do you brighten the bulb of, of creativity? Really important. Number one, believe that you can do better. Everything that you have can get better. Number two, be resourceful. Get curious once again. Ask questions. Number three, learn to develop a creative prayer life. What does that mean, honey? Break so, it down. Uh, Jeremiah 33, 3. It's God's telephone number. <laughs> it is. That's creative, huh? You like that? Yes, very. And here's why she's laughing. Because listen to this. It says, call home and I will answer you. <laughs> and I'll show you great and mighty hidden things which you don't know. Yeah. That means that there's things that, uh, that are waiting for you that you'll yeah. never know. Until, until you, we ask. Until you start practicing until you pray. prayer. Yeah, that's just He wants so to true. make sure that our creativity is not based on our own abilities, but that he's involved in the process. So you can do only so much, and then God wants to do even way more than all of that. Amen. In fact, um, let me tell this little story here. Okay. Uh, there's a guy in my dad's church. He's a doctor. Yeah. He works at St. Jude's. Yes. And uh, he came in, um, he is one of the, you know, leads, uh, doctors. I think he's in re the research and development yeah, for Cure. Yeah, R&D in that, in, uh, at, at St. Jude's. And so he's trying to find a cure to a certain kind of leukemia. And so he came into the service and after the service was done, he responded and came down for prayer. And uh, dad happened to be there. And so the guy was kind of, you know, uh, waiting for somebody to pray with him. And so dad motioned to him to come over. And he said, what can I pray with you about? And he said, man, I just, I've been working on this for like years, this cure to leukemia, mm -hmm. to this certain kind. And there's been no breakthrough. And I just, I am just asking God, I just, I want to see these kids yeah. helped. I want this thing dealt with once and for all. And he's like, I just, I, I just need God's help in this. And so dad and him prayed. Dad prayed a prayer over him. And it was that night he woke up in the middle of the night mm. and it's like the light bulb came on. Mm. He went into the office the next day and started formulating some stuff. And he struck a pathway into finding a cure to this certain kind of, of leukemia that opened the door. And uh, I mean, it, it created this ripple effect through the community, uh, all kinds of breakthrough. And then he, because of that, he began to fly all over the world, speaking at all kinds of different seminars and helping coach all kinds of different doctors and scientists yeah. and helping so many people. And it all happened with a prayer. Because it began with prayer. Yeah. We can never underestimate the power of prayer. Prayer is building a relationship and receiving inspiration from the most creative person in the universe. Think about this. Yeah. God created the plant kingdom. God created the animal kingdom. Mm -hmm. God created the universe. Why, why be capped with your own level Our of own, creativity? Yeah, and ability why not to think. inspiration from mm -hmm. the one that it started all from? Amen. Okay, here's the fourth one. Fourth way to brighten the bulb of creativity. Go to inspirational places and meet imaginative people. Proverbs 13.20 says, He who walks with wise men shall be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. So 
Uh, General George Patton said this, no one is thinking if everyone is thinking alike. Alike. Thomas Edison was the guest of the uh, governor of North Carolina one time, and the governor complimented Edison on his inventive genius. So this is really incredible. So Edison said, I'm not a great inventor, and but the governor said, but you have thousands of patents to your name, don't you? Edison said, yes, but about the only invention I can claim is absolutely original is the phonograph. The governor said, I'm afraid I don't understand what you mean. And Edison explained, well, I guess I'm awfully good at being a sponge. I absorbed ideas from every course that I can and I put them into practical use. And then I improve them until they can become of some value. The ideas which I use are mostly the ideas of people who don't develop themselves. Now that is absolutely... It's like ingenious, really. Absorbing everything that is around him. He's saying, I didn't come up with all of these ideas originally myself. I'm just taking what other people either said or stated or began but didn't finish. That's exactly it. And that's how it's done. And there's potential all around us. And we just got to keep our eyes open to all of that. So... What I would encourage you to do is go to inspirational places. So, uh, you know, one of the things I love about our our children's pastor here at Life Fellowship, Pastor Matt, is that he loves Disneyland, mm-hmm. Disney World. And he loves being there because not only, you know, does he have smaller kids and they are able to have a good time, but he's constantly gleaning all kinds of ideas yeah. from uh, one a of the most imaginative places yeah. on the planet. So where is that place for you? I was just going to say that. Where is that place for you? How about you? Where do you like to go, hon? For me, being like outdoors um, is like, you like removes the walls. Too. Oh, yes. I like being in beautiful places, just gathering ideas when I think creatively about my house or decor because I love that sort of stuff. So I go in places that are like something I could never actually live in or afford, Mm -hmm. but I get ideas from them and then want to make it my own. Kind of, I'm just basically like Thomas Edison, me and him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But but for me, being, getting outside of the walls of a place and just being in even a walk, like nature, just like you said, sometimes sitting on the patio, just listening and being aware and observing. But I like to travel. So any beautiful place I'm in for, but. And it inspires. It, it gets the creative juices flowing. When I'm around imaginative people that have been able to push the limits and go to other places, and the cool thing is right now with technology, you don't even have to be with that person into personally. You can like, uh, what it's what is called distant me- uh, mentoring. So you, you can be mentored by pretty much anybody that you want through technology mm-hmm. That's from, true. from a distance yeah. standpoint. So they can be around you. They can be stretching you. And it's just really important that you make sure that you you um, you insert yourself yeah. into imaginative places, and you insert yourself into around people around people that will stretch your creativity, that will will lift the lid off of how you're thinking, and so that you'll say, "Wow." I didn't know that it could be done like that. Yeah. And if it could be done like that, well, why can't it even be better? Because I got a God that's living on the inside of me that I that wants to do exceedingly and abundantly above all I could ever ask or think. 
And so I think it's really, really important. Here's the fifth thing. Increase your capacity for risk tolerance. And I do that to you, honey. Dear Lord. I say it like this. It is risky not to take risks. Chris is a risky risk taker. Let's see what Proverbs 28 says. The wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. Oh, that's it, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Bold. So watch this, everybody. You'll never see reward without risk. You have to be ready to fail. True. And that's why it's a risk. It's not always comfortable. Definitely. But you have to step outside of what's comfortable to... uh, Experience the victory. Experience the mountaintop. Achieve the... Let's give a great example of this, honey. (laughs) What are you about to say? No, you know exactly where I'm going with this. What are you about to say? So you're going to have to increase... Listen, everybody. You're going to have to increase your capacity for risk tolerance to ascend to the top of the mountain, Mm. to, to find that victory. So when we were in Utah just a couple weeks ago... We took our family on this trip of uh, this uh, this hike of a lifetime. It's in fact, it was on my bucket list. It's called Angels Landing. Go YouTube it. You can go look on on there. It is a mountain that you climb one thousand four hundred and forty four feet up in the air. I mean, it's crazy how high up. So crazy. Tatum and Nash and Blakely, our two kids, and myself, we hiked it. Yes, we did. Yeah. And so it was like a two-hour hike up to like a kind of a resting spot before it went to a, uh, it was about a half a mile of. What are you saying? Remaining hike left. Remaining hike left to the summit of this mountain. Mm -hmm. And it's a mountain. Uh, And so we started up. Now, let me just say this. It is 1,444 feet up in the air. There are places that all you have is a chain to hold on to, Mm -hmm. and it is 1,044 feet straight down. I mean, it's like, if you look over, it's like straight. A sheer drop would be the- That's the best way. There you go. So it's not like like a gradual drop. Mm, I'm going to tumble down if I fall. you, You will fall straight from the top, straight to the bottom. Yeah. On both sides. So, and all you have to hang on to is a, is a chain and you have about maybe two Three feet. feet, two and a half feet of something to stand on and Y'all, then sheer drops on either side. Just go YouTube it. Chris is trying, it's a good explanation, but it doesn't do it justice until you just watch it. On- and so we started up this last leg of it. And again, we're talking about, um, you got to increase your capacity for risk tolerance and Blakely and Nash were with me, and Tatum was with uh, with us as well. And tell the story, honey. I'm not sure what you're going to say. Well, we started up there, and what happened? We held onto the chain. You, you, did you get to the chain? I did. <laughs> you did. Well, you got a little bit to the I chain. I held onto the chain. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a point that you said... <laughs> <laughs> Tatum's not tolerating this risk is what I said <laughs> the mama's gonna fall off the mountain and, and so, so 
with my white knuckled grip onto the chain and my self squatted down on the side of the mountain, I said, God bless my children and my family. Protect them, Lord, because I can't go with them to watch or help. I'm going to wait right here. Somebody (laughs) needs to be the prayer warrior that stays back on the flat part of the mountain and prays while they finish Mm -hmm. holding on to the chain. So I supported them with my prayers, and I sat on the mountain and waited. safely on that. I don't know about safely, but I was there. Yeah. And then Blakely and Nash and I, we we ascended to the top of of uh, the mountain. Yes, they did, with the prayers of their mother, keeping them alive. All that to say, and I don't know, guys, if I'm going to be in trouble for 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 telling that story or not. But you're going if you want to increase uh, the, brighten the bulb of your creativity, you got to increase the capacity for risk tolerance. The reality is. We can't all tolerate the mountain. Everything in life is risky. Yeah, it's true. So think about it. If you want to avoid all risks, then don't do any of the following. Don't ride in an automobile because they cause 20% of all fatal accidents. Hmm. Don't travel by air, rail, or water because 16% of all accidents result from these activities. Don't walk in the street because 15% of all accidents occur there. Don't stay at home because 17% of all accidents happen there. No, I'm just telling you guys, it's risky not to take risks. You got to step out. George Bernard Shaw said this, the reasonable man adapts himself to the world. The unreasonable man adapts the world to himself. Therefore, all progress depends on the unreasonable man. Hmm. Pretty cool. Here's the last thing. Number six, and it says... We have to remember creativity becomes stupidity when it isn't producing results. Okay, so I like this one. There, there's a lot of people who, in the name of creativity, do stupid stuff. Like? It's not about climbing the mountain. That's <laughs> not, that was awesome, honey. I know you were, you were hinting at there on that one. No, that, that was a risk. I just. <laughs> <laughs> left it with a blank and that's no, the one but you feel is that in. what you were thinking no. <laughs> <laughs> i think you i think you were filling it in for your what no that was thought. increasing risk hmm. tolerance there and our kids climbing the mountain wow. man uh, creating a lifelong memory that they'll never forget yes we did but let me come back to this point there's a lot of people who in the name <laughs> of creativity do stupid stuff <laughs> okay <laughs> Listen, we, we can't be so innovative all the time that it becomes God itself. Just for the sake of innovating, you're saying. So let, let me give you an, uh, an illustration of this. Tell me. You were just talking about Thomas Edison. I was, yeah. Did you know that he hired, when he hired, this is how he hired his new engineers. Okay. So this creative uh, inventor, he would hand job applicants a, a light bulb. All right. And he asked them, how much water did it hold? And some of the applicants, I mean, they would spend all kinds of hours to try to determine the the bulb's interior space with complex measurements and calculations. Other applicants simply filled the bulb with water. Those were the smart ones. And poured the water into a measuring cup. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know how much you like ice cream. Ben and Jerry's ice cream started in the late 1970s. Who doesn't like ice cream, babe? They were friends Mm -hmm. Uh, since high school. They moved to Vermont to start a business. 
They weren't sure what it would be, except that it would be food. Their first idea was bagels. Say that again. Bagels. Bagels. Yes. That was their first idea. And they gave up when they found out that the bagel making machine cost around $40,000. So they paid $5 for a five-day ice cream making correspondence course, rented an old gas station in Burlington, and began turning out ice cream by the hand. And today it's sold all over Hmm. the world. Wow. So again, creativity becomes stupidity when it's not producing results. And God wants to give you results in your marriage, in your in your in your ministry, in your business, in your workplace, and in the classroom. All of you. And so just believe that everything can get better. Let's be resourceful and curious and ask questions. Let's turn the well, it can't happen into Good how questions. can it happen? Yeah, how can it happen? And let God take you and raise you to a whole nother level. I like that. So today was a good day. I hope that it was encouraging to you. And um, I believe that I believe that it is. So, hey, we hope that you have a great, great day. Yeah, have a great week, guys. And as always, it's an honor to speak into your life. Thanks for listening. God bless you all. Bye-bye. <laughs>